Good morning. It's my joy to um, lead you in prayer this morning. And uh, I just wanted to be more of a guide, actually, and have our time of uh, corporate prayer or community prayer and together. And um, so I'm just going to guide you, I guess, in some areas of prayer and start us off by um, uh, my own prayer. And then I invite you, I'm just going to be quiet and invite you uh, to say your own prayers where it's prayers in your hearts, whispered prayers, or um, saying a few words out loud. And so there's a few areas that we're going to just pray in. And so I invite you to, to join. Please don't feel uncomfortable with quiet. This is a time for you to all be praying. Don't be sort of waiting for someone to speak up or whatever. Just pray in your heart in those times of quiet. So it is community prayer, praying all together. So please join me in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, you are an awesome God and we just praise you. Father, I praise you for the um, your deep love for us. I praise you for your faithfulness, for your holiness and for your mercy. So, Father, we bring our prayers of praise to you. And, Lord, as we praise you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the wonder of who you are. We thank you for the beautiful rain that we've had just recently. We thank you for walking with us at all times. Lord, we bring our thanks to you. Thank you, Lord, that you love us. Thank you, Lord. And, Father, we just now bring other people to you, those people that are on our hearts, maybe our family, our friends, Lord, the people of our nation, the people of the world, Father. We bring them to you, those that are on our hearts. Yes, Father, I just thank you that you love all people and that you you desire to know all people and for them to know you. Lord, help us um, to share your love with others that we know and to bring them to you. And, Lord, now we just um, bring our personal prayers to you, those um, things in our hearts that are um, we're perhaps struggling with, that we need your help with, that we need your direction with, or perhaps just things that we want to praise you about, Lord. We bring our personal things to you, Lord. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you hear every prayer of our heart. Lord, you hear those that are spoken out. You hear those that are just in our hearts. You know those that we can't even put into words. And, Lord, you hear them and you act on them, Lord, perhaps not in the way we're expecting, Lord, but you hear and in your great love you act on them. Father, we just bring all of these prayers, spoken and unspoken, to you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Monica. Just uh, was really blessed by that time of prayer. Thank you, everybody, who's participated. I just got a real sense when we're um, praying for the needs of others as, as that prayer came about um, praying for our loved ones that don't yet know the Lord. Just got a real sense that uh, there is power in praying uh, names and lifting up people to the Lord. And I just wonder if we can maybe 
extend that a little bit now, that there are people on our hearts, there are uh, family members, children, fathers, um, who don't yet know the Lord and there's that burden. And I just want to specifically pray right now uh, and in your hearts just be saying those names and, and lifting up those names to the Lord and that he might work and he might even bring about perhaps a word in your heart that might he might use uh, or, or an action that might take place. So can we just continue to pray for that? Lord, we thank you that your love extends to all people. For you loved the world so much. You loved every single human being that you took upon the sin of the entire world in order that they might have the chance to come to you and find freedom and hope and life. And so, Lord, these names on our hearts, we lift them to you now. Lord, we speak them out. Lord, we appeal to you and we ask in your name that you would do a mighty deed, that you would act and that you would be at work in their lives. And if there is a word that we can say, there is an action that we can do that can be part of your plan, speak that now. May we sense your calling. But above all, Lord, we just long to see these people come to full faith and life in you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, just going to take a drink. Um, Just a couple of things before I just get into this morning. That is... um, Encouragement about our Vision Sunday on the 28th. Normally that would be earlier on in our um, time together. Um, But just through a series of events, Joe and I are having pretty much most of January off and and a bit of a slower start to the year. We're going to be pushing that back to the end of February because we want to really make sure that we've got a really clear, concise vision with our leadership team uh, before we share that with the congregation. But can I encourage you to be part of that Sunday? It's, an inc- it's, a, it's a wonderful Sunday as we get together and we get excited about all that the Lord is leading us in and, and that he's got for us as we continue to work out the mission of the church in our local context. Uh, and also the... Um, the courses that we just talked about as well, they are available online for the first time. Normally, uh, we'd be sending people down to Seton to be part of those courses, but a great thing is that they're now available online, so you can do the course from home. You can <clears throat> tune in online. So if you're interested in leadership development, on on getting a gra- greater understanding of um, the biblical uh, f- foundations or apologetics uh, as, as you go and share your faith with others, they're the great things to be a part of. There's some application forms up the back there. I'd encourage you to be part of that. Last last week, I uh, spoke about how God is always at work doing new things and he can take even the, the most desolate places, the most barren and dry places, and with the soaking rain, uh, the seeds that he's planted in our lives can flourish and grow. And this week, haven't we had soaking rain? <laughs> don't claim to be prophetic, but I think there might be something in that. Maybe the Lord uh, began a work in you uh, last Sunday as we, we shared that word, and, and the, the rain this week is a reminder 
of the reign of the Spirit that is at work in our lives, coming down to fertilize and bring life to those seeds that He's putting in our hearts. And this week, uh, as I shared from the start, we're going to be talking about hope. And it kind of dovetails and it, and it moves on from that word from, from last week. This world in which we live uh, is full of all sorts of uh, insecurities, fears, um, uncertainties, and certainly um, sense that over this last period of time. As we continue with um, sense of loss of religious freedoms or uh, political distrust, I've been having conversations with a number of peers that they're, they're concerned about the future that our children are coming into. There is an uncertainty about what our world is going to look like uh, in the future. And so we carry these fears, these burdens, these uh, sense of uncertainty uh, with us, and we even carry them into perhaps this morning. Perhaps this morning you've come and there are certain circumstances in your life, there are certain things that are happening that are, are causing perhaps anxiety and stress. It's interesting to note that the cause of these stresses and anxieties isn't necessarily the circumstance itself. It's actually the uncertainty that the circumstance brings. In fact, there's been some studies that have been done uh, looking at the human nature, and what they did was they, they got some, some rocks, some play rocks and some play snakes, and they got um, people into a room and they had to randomly look under these rocks, and if, they, if there was a snake, they'd get an electric shock. And the study proved that human beings would rather know which rock the snake was under and go straight to it and just get the shock over and done with, rather than the uncertainty and the fear of not knowing which one it is under. And so it is the same with the uncertainty that we have in our lives. It's not necessarily the, the circumstances, the, the, the stress, the, the, uh, you know, the political situation, the, the, the fears. Those things aren't necessarily the things that cause the anxiety and stress. It's the unknown. It's the uncertainty about those things. But stress and anxiety is a reality for us as human beings. And I want to go on record in saying that I believe that mental health is on the rise and that we are seeing a pandemic and that in the future we're going to have a real situation on our hands as a society because of the mental health situation that we're seeing where these stresses and anxieties are causing a lot of, lot of things in people's lives. So stress and anxiety is a real thing. In fact, um, I came across uh, this picture um, on the internet about a soldier's face when he started the war and what he looked like at the end of the war. Uh, it shows what anxiety and stress can do to a person. And this is the thing that is facing us. And as I was thinking about the uncertainty that we have in our lives, the things that we're facing currently, uh, I felt like the Lord gave me a picture. 
Now, the Lord speaks to me in pictures, so I just want to share this picture to you as just a bit of an introduction into uh, the, the scriptures this morning. I saw a picture of a brick wall, and I sensed that the Lord was saying, the brick wall is a bit like the uncertainty that we have in that we can't see beyond it. We can't see beyond what's this brick wall, and yet, uh, in order to, to live, we've got, to, we've got to pass through that brick wall. And so there were a number of doorways or paths through this brick wall into our uncertainty. And the first one was labelled chance. Do we have the attitude or the lifestyle that we just simply go with the winds of change? The, the future is uncertain. Well, whatever happens is whatever happens, and I'll just take it as it comes. I'll just go with the winds of change, and if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. I'm just going to take my chances. Is that one approach that we take? Is another approach or pathway that we enter into that sense of the unknown to do with ourself? Do we believe that we have the strength in us the abilities, the gifts, the power to um, cope with and deal with the uncertainty and the anxiety and the stress. I've, I've, I've got the gifts, I've got the skills, it's okay, I've, you know, I've got this, I can handle it. I'm confident in and of myself. Or is there the sense of, you know what, this is all just too hard, I'm just going to give up. And this is where I, I said, said before, I think a lot of people are heading, saying it's just too hard, it's just too much to deal with, I'm just going to give up. The next doorway said, things. You know what? Rather than f- focus on, on that thing, I'm just going to fill my life with stuff and wealth and possessions, and that's just gonna that's just gonna fill fill my basket, and that's gonna I'm gonna pretend that all that other stuff doesn't exist. I'm gonna build my own castle. I'm gonna have all my possessions and wealth and things around me, and that's gonna get me through. The next doorway was an interesting one: leaders that I'm gonna trust and put my hope in, whether our political leaders or even our pastors to help me get through the uncertainty. Now, there's a real danger there because pastors and leaders are human just like you and although we have our best intentions, we have the potential to fail. In fact, I was uh, in the car park and driving out of um, the car park just up here this week and a couple of people had said a couple of things to me that really built me up and I was really feeling chuffed. People, you know, uh, had said that they enjoyed conversations with me. They said that they trusted me as a pastor. And, and I was just thinking about these things and that self-bit bit doorway was coming up a bit. And, and I thought, and I started, thanks, Lord, for who I am. And uh, it's, it's great that, you know, there's, there's that trust and there's that sense uh, in, in people. And I really felt like the Lord said, Sam, it's not about whether people like you. It's about whether you're pointing them to Jesus, whether you're pointing them to me. And that is my role. It's not about being liked. Uh, It's not about being popular. It's about shepherding the flock and pointing you to Jesus. That 
Jesus is going to be the one who gets you through the future. He is going to be the one who takes you by the hand. And so, of course, the last door is the door of hope. And that's what I want to speak about this morning, a door of hope. You see, Christians have a hope not based on wishful thinking, but our hope as was prayed by Mike and and others, is based on what has already been passed and it's based on the certainty and the promises that God has already showed us. It is not wishful thinking. It is the fact that he has done what he has done and he will continue to do what he's promised to do. Um, A. Tozer, um, a, a Christian thinker and author, Uh, wrote these wonderful words. He said, A scared world needs a fearless church. A scared world of uncertain future, really the antidote for that is a fearless church. And the church is the people. And so therefore a fearless people. People full of hope, full of the gospel, who can go out and who can say to people who are perhaps walking through some of those other doorways to say, you know what, God loves you so much that he made a way and he sent his son and his son took upon your sin and he's therefore forgiven you and he was put to death but more than that he was raised to life. And because of that resurrection, because of that, we have a, a hope. We have a, a future that is secure and that we not need fear the things of this world. We not need to worry and allow the anxieties and fears to, to rise up and take over. But we know that our God is for us. And we've sang it all this morning. Yet not I, but through Christ is in me. God is for me. Who can be against me? We need a fearless church that goes out and proclaims that message, the gospel. Because the reality is, we're talking about uncertainty. Uncertainty is not a new thing. In fact, every single human being that has ever lived has lived in uncertainty because no one can predict the future. And we, as human beings, have lived through all sorts of trauma you just talked talked about the world wars before you know we haven't experienced anything like that and certainly for the early christians they lived in a huge world of uncertainty huge persecution uh, was upon that early church and yet they had something in them they had something that they walked in they had something that spurred them on uh, in the midst of that full-on uncertainty. In fact, the context for our uh, scripture reading that I'm going to read in in a moment from 1 Peter. Peter, uh, of course, was uh, the guy who who started the church with his first sermon at Pentecost, and uh, he was a leader and and a disciple. And he wrote to the early Christians in his letters, uh, to, the, to the Christians mainly in sort of modern-day Turkey. And um, he was writing to a group of people who were highly persecuted, who were underground, 
and who, through the Roman occupation and persecution, faced huge uncertainties. And you would think, wow, in that, in that world, in that context, how did, they, how did they get through? What was it that enabled them with boldness to continue to proclaim the good news? What was it in those early Christians that we can aspire to and that we can look at and go, wow, we can, we can learn something from that? Peter talks about it and he says that we have a living hope. They had a living hope that Jesus wasn't just a concept. They saw the risen Jesus. They saw him and they met with him and that gave them a security and a promise and and a certainty that what they proclaimed was true. And so it is the same with us. Jesus, as we said at the end of this song, I'm alive because Jesus lives. Jesus is alive. Jesus is here with us today, and because of that, we have a living hope. So I just want to read to you, first of all, um, this passage of Scripture. And as I read this Scripture, I encourage you to maybe close your eyes. Uh, maybe just thinking about the world that you're in, perhaps some of the, the uncertainties that you face, perhaps some of the, the struggles that are in your life at the moment, and, and, and just listen to these wonderful and encouraging words from verse 3 from 1 Peter. Praise be to God, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy... He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, soil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are being shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed at the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls." What an amazing passage of scripture. What an encouragement to us as we face our world that we live in. In a nutshell, Peter is saying, I praise God for his salvation plan. His salvation plan includes a changed life, an inheritance in heaven, and a security until we get there. And all of that is summed up with a phrase, a living hope. We have a living hope. 
We now have hope because Jesus is with us. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12, it said, In those days you're living apart from Christ, so before uh, we have Christ with us. In those days we were living apart from Christ and we're excluded from the citizen among the people of Israel and we did not know the covenant and the promises God had made them. And we lived in this world without God and without hope, it says. So before Christ, there was a world without God and a world without hope. Now that there is Christ, there is a world with God and a world with hope. So I just want to quickly just take a look at this term, living hope. Why does Peter call this a living hope? I just want to just unpack this passage a little bit. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, it's because of his great mercy. It's not because of us. It's not because of our leaders. So we can cross that door out. We put a big cross in that door in our minds. It's because of his great mercy. He has given us new birth. Now, I'm reminded there in terms of the phrase new birth when Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, what must I do to enter the kingdom? And Jesus says, you must be born again. You and I must be born again. What does that mean? It means that not only in a natural way are we born, but in a spiritual way we must be born again of the spirit, not of the flesh. There is an experience that comes when we uh, say yes to Jesus being Lord, when we accept his forgiveness, that that an experience comes where there's an infilling of the spirit and that spirit brings about a new life, brings about new birth. There is a change in us that the old is gone. I'm a new person because I've been, been born again. And I wonder, I wonder, have we all experienced that? Are there some of us here who have uh, taken the words of Jesus, we have accepted him in our lives, uh, we long to follow him, uh, we, we make a way to, to come and be part of a, a church community, but have we experienced that infilling of the Spirit, that we would be born again, the newness of life that comes Perhaps this morning, perhaps this morning as we sing our last song, you might be open, as I encourage people to be open last week, to have a posture to the Lord. Perhaps you might ask him, Lord, what is this this experience that you speak of? I long for that. Would you come and have your way in my life? Would Would your spirit be at work and come and change me that I might find a newness of life, that the old would be gone and a new would come? And so this new birth brings about something. We don't just have a new birth and then just go on dancing and and skipping. It actually births something. It brings about a living hope. And this living hope comes about through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our hope looks back to the resurrection And it sees that Jesus was raised from the dead. Therefore, 
death has no hold on us and we can believe and know that we too can be raised to life. So it looks back to the risen Jesus in order to live our current life and to look into the future. So our living hope is tied with the death and resurrection of Jesus. There is an objectiveness to our hope. It's not just a, oh, I, you know, cross my fingers, it's hope it's going to happen. But it's actually embedded in reality. It's embedded in the truth of what has come, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And not only does new birth give us a living hope, it also gives us an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. Just reminded of Jesus saying, store up uh, treasures in heaven, not on earth where moths and, and thieves can come and destroy. So can we cross out that things door? We have an inheritance in heaven that can never fade, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded. That Again, that word could be translated kept or, or it's secure. See, our God not only works in us to bring about new birth, but he also gives us the faith... And that faith is protected by his power. And so when we might want to give up, we can cross that door out because we know that our faith is shielded or is kept or it is protected by God's power. That he who began a good work in us will continue it until the end, until the coming salvation that is revealed in the last time. So Jesus has given us a living hope. Quick three things about a living hope. Why is it a living hope? Well, first of all, it's the picture of new birth. New birth is like, think about a baby that's being born. Wah, 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 it's alive. It's, <laughs> it's living. Therefore, the hope that we have that comes from the new birth is a living hope. Okay, so it's not a, a a dead hope. It's not a whatever hope. Put it whatever word you want. It's an alive hope because we have been born again. Secondly, it's a living hope because it's tied to the resurrection. It's a living hope because Jesus Himself is alive, and we know that that promise is to you and to I that we too will be alive, that he who believes in him shall not die, but will have eternal life. And therefore our hope in Jesus is is tied to that sense of it being an alive, resurrection, living hope that we have. And the last thing, it's a living hope because Jesus is alive and he is with us. He is alive and he is with us. We can walk through that doorway of hope into our uncertainty because he can walk hand in hand with us into all that we experience. And as I thought about that concept, I was reminded of um, that wonderful poem that I'm sure 
uh, many of you would know. It's from, I think her name's Minnie Louise Haskins. She was a, a British poet, and King George VI actually uh, said this in a Christmas message in 1939. It says this, And I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, Give me a light that I might tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, Go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God, and that shall be to you a better better than better light. Sorry, that shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. I said to the man who stood at the brick wall. Tell me which door to walk through. And he replied, Take your hand in mine, for I am the living hope. I am the living saviour. Put your hand in mine and walk with me into the unknown. That'll be a safe and secure way. In fact, Peter goes on in his letter, later on in 1 Peter 5 and verse 7. He says, cast your anxiety, we're talking about that this morning, on him because he cares for you. The NLT says, give all your worries and your cares to God, for he cares for you. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The living hope is a living hope because Jesus is with us. He is with us and he will not forsake us. So I'm going to invite the musicians up here this morning. And as we sing this song, last song, I just encourage you to maybe think about the picture of the brick wall and the doorways. What has the Lord been speaking or prodding you in this morning? Is there a doorway that is calling you to come back out of and close and board up? Is there a way he's calling you to walk hand in hand with him? Have we trusted in our own abilities and self? Or have we, have we looked into our uncertainty and future said, it's just too hard? It's just too hard. Well, don't give up. Cast your cares on him, for he cares for you. And can I encourage you, you might even want to just come down the front and you might want to kneel and you might just want to offer your life for the first time to Jesus to have that born again experience. Or you might come to him and say, Lord, there's this situation that's causing stress and I can't see a way through. Lord, would you just take it? Lord, I give it to you. I can't see any other way. There's no other doorway that's going to fulfill or sustain or be an answer that I need. Jesus, you are my living hope. I come to you again. I cast my cares on you. Will you take my hand in yours? And will you be the sure way as I walk out into the unknown today? 
So let's let's just stay seated as we begin to sing, and I'll encourage you part way to stand. Encourage you to close your eyes. Perhaps this morning you might want to just lift your hands for the first time as a posture of what I spoke about last week, being open to the Holy Spirit as he wants to do a work in your life this morning. So this time is yours. Lord, we just pray that you just remove all the distractions that we're thinking about at the moment. That, Lord, that you'd speak to our hearts, that you would bring to mind the things that you are longing to share and speak to us. And Lord, in the same way that you spoke to me in the car park this week, would you speak to everyone here? Would you encourage them? Would you reveal to them something new, something that you're longing to do in their lives? We pray in Jesus' name. that God is our living hope and uh, just wonderful message today so I appreciate that Sam and lots of things that I'm sure we took away from it well that brings us to a close for our service today so thank you for coming please feel free to uh, go to the prayer room if you would like to talk or pray about anything at all and please hang around for a cup of coffee as well it'd be great to chat so thank you and God bless we just might just keep playing uh, musically up here. And if you did want to just come forward for prayer, the prayer room is open for the, the prayers. But you just might want to just make a moment this morning um, to come forward um, as the musicians continue to pray and just have someone pray with you at the front of the church. Just feel free to do that too. Come on, Kiara. Hang on. We've got a word here. Kiara's feeling bold. Come on, Kiara. Kiara just wants to share something, everyone.
no, I've had this on my heart for a while. Um, yeah, he <laughs> uh, gave me a word a while ago, and I was like, "Is this is this for someone? I don't know. It could be for one person, could be for multiple here in this room. I don't know." Um, but there's this picture I got from God um, of a of a knight with all its armor on, and the thing with like all the chainmail and the armor, it's just, it gets so heavy the more you carry it. So um, I just got from God in showing when He was showing me that picture, just you can take that, you can take it off, you can rest in Him, um, and you can go to God, and He will help you take it off if you don't know how to do that yourself. So yeah, go to God. He'll help you take it off and he'll be with you in your rest. He'll give you rest. Don't have to carry that burden. You don't have to carry that armour and all that heaviness and that weight. Just give it to God.